How's it going? <gasps> Happy November. Yes. Can you believe it's November? Yes and no. What the hell just happened? Time flies when you're having it fun. It really does. October, though, was pretty pretty glorious, I would say. I I didn't stop the whole the whole month. It was a very busy one. How was everyone's Halloween? Oh, um, pretty spooky. Ooh, pretty spooky. I spent my Halloween night in bed watching horror movies. Love so it. that what I love. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of Halloween. That's night. the best kind of Halloween, I think. Yeah. If I can't pass out candy to the trick-or-treaters and watch them, then I'm going to lay in my bed with some popcorn and watch them. You know what yes. I'm saying? You a know. snack and a movie. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Throw some Reese's Absolutely. on top. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Honey. I, as y'all know, Salem was very hectic the entire month. Um, so... Driving in and out of Salem was interesting. Um, But I worked the Dark Arts Fair. And that was a lot of fun. I worked that on Friday and it was canceled on Saturday due to the rain. So I went to um, my boyfriend's house party. I dressed up as the Glam Reaper, a character created by my friend Bill Krasafi who I helped at the dark arts fair and she was a hit. She was, she was good. She was fun. And then Saturday I didn't want to do a thing. I walked up and down my street and the historical district looked at all the houses and all of the cute people sitting on their doorsteps, Uh, ready to give candy. It it was just, it warmed my heart. I want to be up north for Halloween next year. Don't we all? That's the dream. Well, next yeah. year, I think Come on I'm, I'm going to be in New Orleans for Halloween, finally. Ooh. Oh, then we'll meet you. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. Oh, where are we going to investigate? My wheels are already spinning. Okay. Don't get me started. I had a crazy, eventful, spooky weekend. Let me tell you guys. Friday, I went on my first ever ghost tour of Austin. No, you didn't. Oh, cool. Yeah. Duh. My sister was in town and she really wanted to do something spooky and she's underage so I was like let's do let's do the Austin ghost walk and we did it and wow I knew um I knew about uh like the first documented serial killer being here in Austin but I mm-hmm. didn't realize that they think that this person was also Jack the Ripper Oh, because so the person that they thought was doing it in Austin randomly was like, peace out, Austin. I'm going to London. And then about two years later, the Jack the Ripper murders started and they were very similar to the murders that had happened here in Austin. And the guy who had been suspected here was also suspected there. So a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people (laughs) thought that this was like a bullshit theory, Uh but apparently this is like used as a case for the homicide department when they're training here 
And in the last couple of years, they've realized that it might not be bullshit. It it might be for real because there are too many ties to um, two cases. Okay. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We also, I never realized this spot was haunted, but there's uh, like a speakeasy on Congress. And I guess it used to be the old um, like telephone company building. And there was a fire and two women passed away there. And then one of the firemen who um, went in to save people, he didn't die in the fire, but he died months later from injuries from the fire. Mm-hmm. And that energy there was so intense. Oh, my gosh. What's it called? Love it. Um, Do you remember? Uh, it's... It's called something speakeasy. <laughs> oh, okay. But honestly, just Google Austin, Texas Congress speakeasy, and I'm sure you'll find it. Oh, well, um, do it. But yeah, so crazy. And then Saturday, I went to a little Halloween shit dig. But Sunday, I went to Pumpkin Nights out at Pioneer Farms, which is another super haunted location. Um, It looked so cool on your Instagram. It was very cool. And it was actually like surprisingly quiet in terms of spirit activity for me. I think that they were like, there's too much shit going on. We're not involving ourselves in, in this absolute Halloween drama. So those um, pumpkins that were hanging above gave me the, um, trick-or-treat movie vibes yes mm-hmm. you know i yeah. just watched that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah recommend if it if it comes back next year definitely cool uh speaking of cool we have a new patron what shout out to the lovely the beautiful adrienne <gasps> Adrian, MG, Adrian. Thank you. Guess where you're at, girl? Right on my thigh. Ooh. (gasps) Yeah. Love it. And I take pride in these thighs. She does. And let me tell you, they're they're pretty nice. I've seen them. I've seen them. Adrian, just right there in front. Yeah, that's when she lifts up the skirt and does a little uh, woohoo, woo-hoo. A, new taxi. <laughs> a little Marilyn Monroe move. Yes, yes. Uh. Also, other exciting news: you can now find us on Repod. So Repod is a podcast player. It's a community. Think like Facebook groups, uh, and you can also get bonus content there, kind of like Patreon. So. If you've thought about becoming a patron, but you're like, I'm not sure, you can actually go on to Repod and get a free one-month membership to the bonus content, see if you like it. Um, yeah, but we Love have it. our first member on Repod as well. Oh, what? Yeah, so shout out to Travis. Travis? Travis. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh, Travis. <laughs> Do I, I mean, I got to give Travis a tattoo too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Travis. Travis is probably going, you know, on my back, oh, like where my wings would be. Ooh, okay. You know, okay. Yeah, he's like yep. a wing flap. That's where he goes up, like a wing flap. <laughs> yep. Travis. Under the flap. Yeah. Travis is under the flap. Travis under the flap. Got it. Gorgeous. Wing. So, 
we we love an upper back tat yeah as, mm-hmm. as the kids say mm-hmm. yeah they do say well well, well. very cool thanks yeah. guys thanks y'all oh sweetest angels well should should we get into it Let's absolutely all right kids we're the golden ghouls Alyssa, kylie emily and it's time to get spooky this week is gonna get crazy Uh we're talking we're talking gates to hell we're talking portals to the underworld Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about that really dangerous stuff you know (laughs) i'm loving it we're giving the people something a little different we're giving them a little more history a little more folklore than you know supposed haunting yeah i guess depending on the on the place but yeah totally yeah it's definitely definitely uh we're sidestepping to another um <laughs> you know spook another spook. realm if you will another realm another per- realm. perhaps it's hell yeah crazy stuff y'all i'm feeling heckin ready you guys oh. mind if i go first okay yeah go for it all right Heckin' ready to discuss Mount Hecla. Oh. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I like it. So Mount Hecla, she's in Iceland. You may have heard of her. Uh, She's one of the most famous volcanoes in Iceland, and she has a long history going back to the Middle Ages. So according to Icelandic Times, my favorite bedside read, Hecla has erupted almost 30 times um, that we know for certain. So I'm sure it's been more, but 30 times have been recorded that we know of. The first. Is that a lot? I think so. It sounds like a lot to me. It does sound like We're going to have to, who who here is a volcano expert? (laughs) Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) Is is Hecla being overzealous or is she normal or is she she slow? <laughs> we don't know. Let us know. Is Hecla slow? <laughs> so the first recorded eruption was in eleven oh four. So that was a bit of a bit of time ago. She is located in the south of Iceland, and this is verbatim from Icelandic times because it was it's very poetic. She rises up majestically from the plains and she's visible for many miles. So traveling from Reykjavik, it is possible to see her on a clear day, her snow-capped peak glistening in the sunlight as travelers descend from the Helshady Plateau that separates the capital from the rest of the South. Gorgeous. So when I first heard Hecla, and that her nickname is Gateway to Hell. I assumed <laughs> Hecla, like heck, mm-hmm. yeah, like hell. Mm-hmm. But no, no, it's that isn't. I was incorrect. Hecla is Icelandic for short hooded cloak. So picture that. In so, in this term is inspired by a vast cloud layer that's constantly above the volcano. So some Icelanders describe the volcano. This way, she also has a slope that resembles like an overturned boat. So same kind of shapes going on here, but that is why her name is Hecla. 
but we could, you know, between us, between us and the listeners, like we can say it's because of heck, you know? I you know, agree. It also reminds me of the name Tekla. And maybe there was a husband who was like, she cheated on him and he was like, Hecla, you know? <laughs> and then he, they were like, mm. I love that story. Yeah. I, I love that possibility. Let's name the volcano. <laughs> there, are man, there are many possibilities. There are. <laughs> so she's a stratovolcano. Hello. And she last erupted on February 26, 2000. Okay. Now, so she's been dormant for a minute. Yeah. For a minute. For her, that hasn't been very long. For us, yeah, that's been quite a bit of time. Now, if and when she erupts again, she will cause some pretty big destruction, uh, including tephra emissions, not good to be breathing, not good for the environment, lava flows, of course, a classic pyroclastic flows and flooding due to the snow melt. So pretty catastrophic. And depending on weather conditions at the time of the next eruption and like what time of year, fine-grained ash could be kind of like shot up and lofted to high elevation, which could cancel any air travel to and from Iceland. Goodness. So much to think about there. So let's get to the story, to the reasons why she's thought to be a gateway to hell. So the volcano became notorious after the eruption of 1104, Stories were spreading through Europe by monks and travelers. The Cistercian monk Herbert of Clairvaux wrote in his De Miraculous, the renowned fiery cauldron of Sicily, which men call Hell's Chimney. That cauldron is affirmed to be like a small furnace compared to this enormous inferno. So he's like, listen, nothing compares to Hecla. Like, Hecla is it. She is hell. She's the gateway. A poem by the monk Benedict from around 1120 about the voyages of St. Brendan mentions Hecla as the prison of Judas. So much to think about. So she has, there's a negative connotation going on with with Hecla. You know, she's not like other volcanoes, you know? She's a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So in 1341, a major eruption split the mountain. So picturing that, you're like, oh, absolutely, this is a gateway to hell. Like you look up at the volcano at the mountain and it's split in half and you can, you know, possibly see red lava inside. (laughs) And the noise of uh, the mountain and part of the volcano splitting was heard all the way to the north parts of the country. So she's located in the south. I've given her a pronoun, by the way. I'm sorry. Um, And the ashes and the smoke plume created such a darkness that no one would risk, you know, going out to sea to go fishing or traveling, etc. So people were like, oh, this is this is not good for us, for our livelihood, for our our ways of life, our survival. An earthquake followed, farms collapsed, and about 500 died. Um, And this was not an isolated occurrence. Uh, The volcano caused much damage. And, you know, 
this continued throughout the years, the the loss of life. So it it ended in some uh, some hardships for the people. There's also documentation that during um, the 1341 eruption, here's where it gets fun. <laughs> people saw large and small birds. I guess they didn't see medium-sized birds. <laughs> flying flying into the volcano's fire. What? Which they they were believed to be souls. So they there's one rumor that the birds themselves were human souls going into the pits of hell. <laughs> Another um, story is that the birds were actually picking up and carrying stones that held and encapsulated the souls of people. The most famous story told is that Hecla was the uh, gateway to hell, and it was a myth that was solidified by German scholar, I'm going to botch this pronunciation, Gaspar Puser, who wrote that the gates of hell could be found, quote, in the bottomless abyss of Hecla fell, unquote. So local Icelandic folklore, past and present, say that Hecla is home to Satan himself. That's a pretty big claim. Damn. But considering, you know, she's split in half, she causes, she's caused a ton of destruction. You know, the monks were, you know, very impressed and spooked by her. Um, they, you know, it's it's understandable that these people think, well, not these people, but that there's, <laughs> rumor has it, Hecla is a fiery pit gateway to hell and is home to Satan himself. There's also folklore that covens of witches travel near and far to meet Satan at Hecla during the spring month of Easter. And they meet with him on the very top. <gasps> mm-hmm. And... These stories throughout the centuries um, basically kept people from traveling and climbing Mount Hecla slash, you know, volcano Hecla when she's not active, of course, um, until recently. I think it was just within the past century that some people have or had climbed her. And now, you know, if it's safe, tourists and uh, residents can explore her if they dare. Yeah, dangerous. Damn. Yeah. Okay. But I know where we'll be on Easter. No, bro. Uh-uh. The Danger thing, zone. The thing that has me tripped up is the birds flying into the frickin'. Yeah, were they really doing that? What? what? What was going on there? Maybe the, like, the, the soot in the air. That's what I'm thinking. They couldn't see. I don't know. But if there really were birds flying into the volcano, something is afoot. Something, something's not right. Something doesn't it's, sound good. Big if true. Hungry. You never know. Mm-hmm. Big if true that the birds were mm-hmm. flying in there. Wow. Wow. Wow, Hecla. Well, I-, I can take us to some somewhere, somewhere else, somewhere near and dear to my heart. <laughs> okay. Now, when I was looking at all these stories, I thought. I was picking an easy one because I was coming over to the United States because a lot of these (laughs) places where we had Iceland, there's a lot of gates to hell in Greece. So I Mm -hmm. thought I was getting off easy in terms of pronunciation, but woe is me. Mm. Um, This story is full of voodoo and 
you yes. know, those those words are not all familiar to me. So please excuse. Now we are going to the gates of Guinea. Uh, some pronounce it Guinea. I heard Guinea and Guinea. So I'm going with Guinea. And huge shout out to Atlas Obscura because they did a lot of work in researching this. There are so many articles, though, and I, I had to go the, the clear and succinct route. So shout out to them. Love it. But according to one local tradition, the entrance to the voodoo underworld can be found in none other than my second home, New Orleans. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Through seven gates... Seven different gates of hell that are scattered throughout the city's French Quarter. Yes. Wow. <sighs> it's intense. Seven of them. Like so a scavenger hunt. It is. I and love it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because it really is like a scavenger hunt. There's a very specific way that you have to find these gates to get to hell. Oh, shoot. Mm. Okay. So says the teachings of voodoo that the souls of the dead reside in a portion of the underworld known as Guinea. This is not a place of torture or punishment, but it's really just this murky plain that spirits must pass through before reaching the, quote, deep waters where they will be reunited with their ancestors. Hmm. So the an- the this underworld is not necessarily, like, a spooky thing. It sounds like people really just want to be reunited with, with their, their folks, which, you Got know... It. Shout out. Understandable. So it's presided over by the Loire, known as Baron Samedi, who's often depicted as a skeleton in corpse paint, dressed in a top hat, and um, in a suit that's got, like, coattails. Cute. Very cute. The Baron is actually a powerful symbol of death and rebirth, guarding the crossroads that form portals to the other world. So this guy's got a big job. The most important of all these portal portals are the Gates of Guinea themselves. So theories regarding the gates vary from one voodoo practitioner to another, as does the pronunciation of Guinea. Um, anyone you talk to will pronounce it differently. That's what I hear. It's a wild ride. So some see the seven gates as a metaphor for the seven days after death, which, according to voodoo belief, the soul remains close to its corpse for the first week after passing away. And during this time, the deceased is at the highest risk of being zombified by hoodoo practitioners. So you got to stay close. During this period, the soul then passes through the gates to finally be met by Baron Samity at the seventh gate and then escorted to the land of the dead. Um, and others believe that the gates have their physical counterpoint here on Earth. So many voodoo practitioners in New Orleans have claimed that the seven gates are located in various local cemeteries scattered around Canal Street, which runs right through the French Quarter. Um, If you've ever been to New Orleans, I'm sure you know exactly where that is. The streetcars run down it. There's all the the big stores and the big, like, uh, chain food restaurants. There's, like, an IHOP. You got got it all happening over there. 
Yes, it's it's popping off, honestly. But um, so at this point in the French Quarter, um, at one point in time, there were actually 17 different burial grounds located in the district, placing Canal Street at the heart of this city of the dead that is New Orleans. Nearby sites like St. Louis Cemetery and St. Louis Cemetery Number 2 are likely spots for one of these gateways, along with a range of other potential locations in the area, including Greenwood Cemetery, the Cypress Grove Cemetery, and the St. Patrick Cemetery, which is one of my personal faves. So some say that the crucifix form of Baron Samity's personal sigil or veve as it's called in voodoo, indicates the Canal Street crossroads, which actually hide the final gateway to Guinea. And it has even been suggested that the seven gates themselves can be found by deciphering the veve, plotting the sigil's seven stars onto the network of streets surrounding these crossroads. So th- this theory, or it's deep and it is wide, One of these popular theories indicates that the tomb of Marie Laveau, who we all know was a powerful 19th century voodoo priestess, um, Mm. her remains are supposedly interred in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. And it's said that this marks the first star of Samity's veve. This would place the gates of Guinea somewhere around the crossing of Canal Street and Basin Street, and the other stars in the Veve um, would have tombs or monuments on the nearby streets. So this is where it turns into the scavenger hunt. The order the gates are opened in is of key significance. So if you approach them incorrectly, you can actually allow dangerous, dangerous spirits into the living world. You don't want to do that. If you do that, these spirits will drag whoever opened the gate back with them to the land of the dead, whether they are ready or not. It's also critical that the seeker pays respect to the guardian at each gate. Uh, The guardians are all powerful lawas with their task set of keeping the living out of the land of the dead. They must be appeased with ritual offerings and are very quick to anger if they don't get what they are asking for. So at the time of Marie Laveau, a list was compiled of the guide who guarded each gate. Anyone intent on entering Guinea should prepare to meet the guardians in this particular order. First, you have Baron Lacroix. Then you have Guide Naibo, then it's Guide Plumage, then Baron Simter, then Guide Babaco or Babaco, uh, Baron Criminel, and then finally Baron Samity. So truly, it is you a scavenger hunt and it must be done in this order for you to make it to the land of the dead to see your ancestors. So it said that the seven gateways are at their most active and easier to open on traditional annual holidays. So think Christmas, New Year, Mardi Gras, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, Ancestors Day, Twelfth Night, and St. John's Eve. 
So if you happen to be in New Orleans、mm-hmm. on one of these holidays and you have just remembered <laughs> in which order to go to the gates and which law or guide you need to meet, then there you have it. Maybe, maybe you'll get into the, the gates of Guinea. Probably not, though, because hopefully you're alive. There's only one way to find out. There is. <laughs> Let us know if you make it. Send it to the Golden Ghouls Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Wow. <laughs> But there you have it. It is truly, I mean, how does one remember the order in which, in which to go? Couldn't be me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try. I don't know. I wouldn't want to、yeah. go wrong. I, I agree. I mean, I'm not trying to be, to be dragged in too early. <laughs> right. Ooh. Well, but there you have it. New Orleans' very own gates to the underworld. There must be a thing with seven gates because my、mm. story is a seven gator. Damn. <gasps> a seven gator. Hallelujah.、That's、We got a, a seven gator here. <laughs> yeah, this one is in York, Pennsylvania, though. And、uh-huh. the local folk don't really like this to be, you know, spread、okay. anymore. So, like,、wow. do, I, I, would, I don't condone going there. It's also private property now. So, PSA, probably not, you know? So, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Let, how, how private are we talking? I think it's pretty <laughs> private. I think it's.、Uh, You know, privately owned land now, but show them your tattoo of Adrian's name. Yeah, right. And, the, and then on,、right、on the see、sign. if it's still private. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, the, in York, there's a township called Hellum Township, and it was founded in 1739. And it's a pleasant little place, y'all. It's really nice. There's like backwater,、um, it boasts rich forestry. Wildlife, like I said, waterfalls. There's a lot of water back there. It's really nice. And you know what they say don't、what? go chasing waterfalls. That's true. Absolutely. Stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to. Mm hmm. I know. This one has got a Hellgate. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to finish that song out, and I'm really disappointed that I interrupted you. Oh.、Uh. It's okay. Why don't, you, why don't you recite the rest of the entire song? Yeah. And that's just the end、yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> and then we and just, then just, we just out. <laughs> we get sued. <laughs> hey, beautiful. If that's who we get sued by, why not? I'll happily go down that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Fight me. Sue me. The song's <laughs> iconic. Oh, you guys. Well, Back to Pennsylvania. These seven、back. gates of hell、uh, were in Hellum Township, right? And they open an entrance to the fiery pit below. Okay.、Yeah. But only one has ever been visible、oh. to the public eye. Right. Yeah. So this is very similar to the gates of Guinea. Sounds like it. Yes. Maybe、mm. they stole the story. No, I'm not going to say that. Maybe. <laughs> Scandalous. Now we're getting sued by Pennsylvania. <laughs> really the devil himself is going to sue our asses. 
just you wait. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So there, but so it's not there anymore. The visible one is no longer there, anyways. But there's so many tales like surrounding this, and all have been kind of proven by the town of York to not be true. So it's all very confusing, but let's talk about it. So the first tale is one of the more popular versions, and it's about a former insane insane asylum that was on the outskirts of town. The story is about this like asylum that housed a bunch of very violent people you don't want to mess with inmates, you know, that's what they say. Mm -hmm. And it caught fire one day. And as the fire flames went up, everybody tried to escape, but the guards didn't want them to get out. So as they were trying to escape, they were beaten, sometimes killed. And apparently these seven gates were put up to trap them inside. So they all died there. Yes. The next story is about this doctor who some claimed were he was psychotic, maybe a bit eccentric. And he, he, this is true, he did live on the property and he did have that one gate that was up and shown and visible to the public. But the town says that gate was just there to protect or to protect himself from any trespassers. But still, it must have been ornate enough or in some sort of spot on the property that just didn't make sense to people to make them start speculating, right? But at night, if you go there, apparently these six other gates will pop up, okay? And when you see them, you're supposed to go through them. And if you get through all seven, you'll be in hell. But Hmm. it's said that there's been multiple attempts and people can't get through through five. That's where it stops. So nobody's ever been to hell through York, Pennsylvania. But they are, yeah. they're going somewhere because they couldn't get through five or they're just like passing out, you know? So if you go there and you go at night, these six or seven gates now, I guess, are supposed to pop up. You're supposed to go through them and there you are. There you are. Damn. <laughs> and today it's private property again, but that doesn't stop people from coming they um apparently people will come and do little rituals there and you know drive-bys and try to hang out but the uh, private owner doesn't like that apparently though you could go by and stop close by the cornfield where the gate once was and go ahead and roll down your window and be patient and make sure Take I get make breath. sure it's a hot day with no wind because you'll apparently feel some cool wind blowing right through your car. Huh. Will it smell like corn? Maybe it'll smell like hell. Also, you know what? To the owner of this property, what do you expect when you buy the gates of hell? You think no right. one's gonna come well, be a little looky loo? I wonder where but I wonder when it first started, because to me it sounds like the folklore started when the doctor was on there with his gate, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think the townspeople thought he was creepy or something like that. And so they started talking about this. And then the guy, 
maybe passed or left and new owners came and they tore down that gate because they were like, no, sir. And the story kept. That's my theory. Not a bad theory, my queen. Yeah. But it's a really popular folklore. Like if you look up Gates of Hell online, Seven Gates in Pennsylvania is everywhere. Do you think images of corn shows up as well? (laughs) Yeah, like when you punch (laughs) it into the internet, all of a sudden your whole screen will be overtaken with kernels. Honestly, I love corn, so I will go to the haunted corn land. (laughs) I'll bring some sea salt. You bring the butter. Corn passes right through you. I I like a little pepper in my corn, too. (laughs) Salt and pepper. Love it. And butter. Corn chowder. Oh, honestly, or did I make that up? No, corn chowder is 100% okay. a thing. It's, it is great. So, it made, me, made me hungry. Kylie's a corn chowder addict, she said. <laughs> oh. I just got to get the dairy free stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you don't, don't we all at a certain age? Yeah. Yeah. Dairy doesn't sit right with, with the, the bod. No. Wow. Well, there you have it. Just a few of the many gates of hell. <laughs> do you sweet. do you think that there there are just like a million gates to hell? Probably. I think there's probably a lot of stories about them. Yeah, but yeah, maybe not a lot. See, when I first was thinking gates of hell, I was imagining like more portals. Which mm-hmm. it sounds like is like what the theory is in New Orleans, kind of. But portals are spooky, and you can definitely feel them. So, hmm. yeah, <sighs> time will tell. Next time I'm in New Orleans later this month, I will. I'll see what I see. Are you going on a scavenger hunt? I'm going on a scavenger hunt. Oh, jeez, love it. I'm gonna go find the gates on Thanksgiving. Wow, what a holiday! Yeah, I know. You're right. You're supposed Honestly, to do it on holidays. Okay. Well, Thanksgiving isn't a real holiday. Well, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> so that's why it's not listed as one of the good ones to to do the search on. But uh, uh, she's right. Uh, I will be there because it's a, a little long weekend for me. So I said, why not go home? You know? Okay. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, you crazy kids. Anything else? Any final parting words? Yeah. Love ya. Love ya. Right <laughs> now. I heckla love ya. Love ya. Miss ya. Also, send those spooky stories to us at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. And you know what? If you're feeling crazy, go go find us on Repod and give us a follow. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.